Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this one's killer. It's with Jonathan Wilson from JW's Barbecue in Jacksonville, Texas. And this is a long one. It's so great, but it's a long one, so I'll keep this short and sweet. At the beginning, it's Jonathan and his family, so that's a really cool portion, and they introduce themselves. So that's something new. I've never had that ever in a video, so that's really great. And then we go into all about his journey, all about his barbecue joint, what makes it special, so what makes Jacksonville so special, all about Jacksonville. And then at the very end of this, there's a tour. Jonathan gives a tour of his restaurant, which is awesome. Something that I love, and I think it's great because you get a chance to visit before you visit. So I can't thank him enough for taking the time. I think, can't thank his family enough for taking the time. Make sure you do put them on your list. Be sure to stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Hey, Kevin, I just want to say thanks for taking time to talk to us about JW's Barbecue here in Jacksonville, Texas. I know you talk to a lot of people, and uh, we just think it's a privilege that you've selected us to, to be part of one of your interviews. Um, so we just want to tell you who we are before we dive deeper into uh, JW's Barbecue. So this is my wife, Jonna. Hey, I'm Jonna, or the real JW, as Jonathan likes That's to right. tell she everybody. That's right, she is. Um, if you would have asked me five years ago, would we be opening up a barbecue restaurant in Texas? No, <laughs> no way, <laughs> but here we are. Um, so yeah, the, the kids and I are blessed to homeschool, and so um, I can remember on the first day that we opened, I went home that night. It was a crazy day. The whole community wanted to come out and check out the new restaurant, so we were packed and we were busy and we were full the whole entire day. And I remember getting in the bed that night, and I just thought, oh my gosh, what have we done? <laughs> this is our life now. Um, but now, you know, it's all good. God's been so good to us and um, we're just living the barbecue dream. And so uh, the kids and I come up occasionally, every once in a while to eat lunch. And I would have to say that my favorite thing to eat is still the brisket. It's really good. Yeah, and this is, this is our daughter, Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan and every once in a while they will need me to work up here and I usually do the cash register and my favorite thing to eat is the sweet ribs and the squash and zucchini. And I'm Reese and my favorite thing to work to do here is uh, season the brisket and my favorite thing to eat, eat, eat is the brisket. Yeah, and like they said, they sometimes come up here and work uh, sometimes when staff is out. Uh, Thankfully, like since we homeschool, they do have the ability to come up and, and work and help out. And sometimes it does get really crazy, not often, but sometimes it gets really, really crazy. And so I know to just send a quick text to, to John and say, camera 911, and then she'll reply, we'll be there just a little bit. So they come in and, and kind of ease some of the, the stress. Cause our, our biggest thing is customer service. So we try to, you know, get everybody in and out. Cause we know we're just a lunch, um, type setting from 11 to 3 so people people's times is important so we try to get them out in and out as quick as possible so sometimes having those extra hands uh, really helps out so I know we're gonna dive more into uh, who JW's uh, barbecue is but just wanted to introduce our family who we really are and uh, uh, thanks again so now they have to go uh, do some homeschooling good afternoon Jonathan how are you doing I'm doing I'm doing excellent doing excellent it's a great Tuesday here in East Texas what's East Texas like what is that anything east of Dallas that's or? a great that's a great yeah it's a great uh depends on who you ask right most people <laughs> consider Texas East Texas kind of picking up just east of Dallas let's say Sulphur Springs most people may know where Sulphur Springs yeah. is kind of going north really northeast Texas would be Texarkana then going all the way south to some people include Beaumont area that's really deep south and just kind of more towards Crockett, kind of cuts northeast of Houston, 
that's like East Texas, like Lufkin or Tyler, Longview. Longview. Okay. Longview, yeah. absolutely. Longview, Athens. That's kind of getting closer there. There's um, an Athens, Texas? <laughs> Athens, Texas. Absolutely. Athens, Texas. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Athens. Not too far. I know you've talked to uh, uh, before. It's not, it's not too far from Maybank, but once oh, okay. you get over that area, that's kind of considered a little bit East Texas, a little bit. Uh, Dallas metro area is kind of in between that in between line right there. Okay, and you grew up in uh, Jacksonville, right? I grew up in Jacksonville. Yeah, absolutely grew up here. Uh, I was actually born in Mississippi. Uh, that's where my parents are from. Oh. My dad was pastoring a church uh, there. That's where I was born. But he came out here, kind of back and forth, doing school after I was born until permanently when I was six years old, and lived here all the way through college. Graduated high school here. Went to college here locally. What's okay. the local college? Yeah, there's there was two at the time. One one's called Jacksonville College. It was a private college. There's another one in town. It's now since closed. It's called Lund Morris College. It was actually a Methodist school. A lot of actually people went to that college. Uh, it was a big theater arts like. Uh, oh. Not even people from here. Uh, she was from Tyler, but Sandy Duncan. Some people know who that is. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, she, I, she I, I saw there. her in Peter Pan when I was a kid. Peter Pan. People know her, Peter Pan, absolutely her. Um, some music people actually from here went went to school there. I think Matthew McConaughey actually took some classes over there because he from Longview. Oh, interesting. I didn't uh, know he was Longview. I okay, that's yeah, well, there's, there's some Longview connection. Yeah, there's some. Oh, Longview that's cool. What is Jacksonville like? Is it is, is it small? Town or just it's not, it's not, just under fifteen thousand. Okay. Uh, per se in the city population there's a lake here a large probably now half the population at the lake are actually it's their lake home they live in dallas or houston ah, they come in for, it's a nice little growing up it was should have brought property then when i was growing up there let's just say <laughs> uh, that. there's yeah. so much property i should have bought there's so much property so now you know just people buy property build a nice house weekend home Oh, nice. Um, out on the lake. So it's a, it's a good uh, recreation fishing lake. So if you include that, you know, this may be closer to 20,000 that okay. live in this area. Maybe different uh, times of year, I guess, like maybe. Yeah, like... absolutely. Absolutely. We're on the northern. Cherokee County, if you look at our county, is a really long county. So from the top to bottom is about 45 minutes per se. Wow. So you have the southern half of the county. They go to Lufkin to probably shop. That's a little town called Alto. They may go to Lufkin. Okay. Nacogdoches, but we're the north side. So the biggest city to us is Tyler, you know, 110,000 people. So I went to Jacksonville College, which was a private two year school. Then I took a year off, went to Mississippi, worked for my aunt, mm -hmm. uh, took, took some classes there, then came back and finished up at UT Tyler. You know, UT Tyler and AM, those are two big schools in Texas. They have branches, you know, all over the place. So I went to UT Tyler, finished up there. I was a, uh, when I was in Mississippi, I was an advertising major. Come back to UT, they didn't have it, so I wouldn't lose all those credits. Oh. Um, so they were upper level credit. I went a general studies route just so I could have a you know have eighteen hours of a bachelor level coursework upper yeah. level. So I did that, but took a lot of different courses during doing that, you know. And so finished up, then went uh, Texas Canada. That's actually where my wife's from. Funny story there. We met at a church camp. I was recruiting for college, wasn't working there. I was just part of my degree plan at UT Tyler and we met that way. And then she moved back home to Texas, Canada. Yeah, well, that's got a, meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely meant to be. I moved to Texas, Canada, uh, worked as a comptroller for a little hotel group, a mm. businessman, and then moved to Arkansas uh, to a little town called Warren, Arkansas in Southeast Arkansas. Okay. I worked at a church. That's what I did. I worked as an education youth pastor as a church. It's funny. 
Jacksonville's known for tomatoes. We're considered the tomato capital of the world. I think I heard I, that. I'll go. I'll get more in that later. But Warren, Arkansas, is also considered the tomato capital. So that I guess I'm, I just go where tomatoes are. I don't know. <laughs> There's a place random. I think that Daniel once and I bookmarked it. I was somewhere on some computer that was like a tomato capital of like Sweden or somewhere out in Denmark or somewhere. And it's they have a big tomato festival every year. Yeah. And it's like really, it's like it seemed like a great place. But I need uh, to go visit there just yeah, to make did, it yeah, a, a perfecto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I did that for almost three years, and then I went to higher ed. We moved to Conway, Arkansas. That's okay. just north of Little Rock. Okay. Uh, people need to know where that is. It's just on I-40, just north of Little Rock. Worked at uh, higher ed for almost 10 years. Living in Arkansas at the time, you know, it's all Memphis or Kansas City style barbecue. That's kind of mm. what their influence is. Yeah, I imagine. Growing up in Texas, couldn't find brisket. So I just started, you know, trying to figure out how to do this at my house. And, you know, I've always had a passion for cooking. My dad, he's he's a cook and he's a professor and a pastor. But his passion outside of that is cooking. He's a, he fries fish, does that kind of stuff oh, like cool. that. And so growing up, you know, I remember when I was really young, you probably remember this back in the 80s, there was a migrate recipes that you could order. Uh-huh. Like I this stuff. So I still have those. So I was always in the kitchen cooking, doing stuff. So I already I had a passion for cooking. My wife and I actually had a deal when we got married. I cook, she cleans. I'm great with that. Yeah. You know, uh, so <laughs> love it. I was always wanting to cook. Every time we go to Lowe's or Home Depot or somewhere, I was always just staring at the smokers. Which one to buy? What can I afford? But I didn't just want to just buy something just to do. It. I wanted to do it and do it well. Yeah, do it. And so learn I, how to do it. Look, I know you've talked to others about this, and I've pulled finally bought a pit barrel. That's what I started with on my back <laughs> yeah. porch. Because it was one I could cook enough ribs on it. Because being Arkansas, that's what people wanted was yeah. was pork. So I just started doing that during that same time. I transitioned jobs. I transitioned to another job there in Conway. Best way to describe it would be like a ministry agency. Okay. There's like four different companies within one building and I was in house and I'd started doing all their board meetings because I was cheap labor. I mean, they didn't pay me anything to do it. I, they just really for the food. So it, it gave me practice to cook. The food. Oh, you cook the for the, I thought, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought they had you run their board meetings. Oh that. no, no. Yeah. I was, so there's always a board meeting about every month because there's so many different agencies. Oh, cool. So I would just, you know, practice doing That's that. That's great. And it was just mainly ribs, pork butt, you know, mm-hmm. pork loin, all pork. Uh, Cause I could not get them to do brisket. And finally one of them said, Hey, my daughter's graduating college. Will you do a brisket for me? It's like, all right, let's do it. You know, are you sure you want me to do it? It's like, yeah, absolutely. And so I did it. And so then they slowly started ordering more and more brisket. Back in Texas, yeah. were you eating brisket like in, oh, brisket, yeah. in chopped brisket sandwiches or are you eating? Oh yeah. All the, all the time. Yeah. Okay. All the time. Yeah. So here in Jacksonville, we can, I know we'll get this in later. There was a long-standing barbecue joint called Stacy's Barbecue. Stacy's, that's the one I read about. Okay. Yeah, maybe in 2008, they were top 50 joints, something like that. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, something like that. I think this. I think 2008 would be the right time frame for that. So they were in existence from 1978 to 2018. So that was like the institution in Jacksonville. And you, I don't know if it. Can you yeah. hear a train right? A train. I just heard a train. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's the joke. Keep that in there because everybody in Jackson, I'll tell you more about the train. Everybody knows. The but train that's also like a, a good omen for a lot of my good interviews have had trains in them. So, Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> graduations. Anything you think of, a train will come through. No doubt about it. Football okay. games, a, a, it will happen. I would eat Stacy's, you know, maybe two or three times a week. We go there for lunch. 
Uh, my dad would get it to go, some chopped brisket, a pound of chopped brisket. We'd have sandwiches in the evening. More a lot of people around here will call it chip beef sandwich. That's a big thing. If somebody comes in in East Texas, chip beef sandwich, that's a chopped. Yeah, my grandma loved chip beef. That was his favorite, one of his favorite things, yeah. With some pickles and onions and salsa on it, you're, you're rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's good. It's a good sandwich. It's a good bite. <laughs> so Stacey's was here, and so that's I just grew up eating that. And so this was... 80s through the 90s that's that's where we went you know, so when they, you served it for the board meeting the brisket were you serving them sliced brisket or, or like brisket sandwiches oh sliced still sliced okay. brisket as best i could do you know at the time you know i was going sam's local sam's buying you know whatever i could find whatever met their budget and, and going with it and smoking on a pit barrel you know i could only really do one good brisket on a pit barrel, you know, because of the, the capacity, which is fine because I'm yeah. feeding 20 people. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like it's I needed. Yeah, that's plenty for a lot. Plenty, plus your other stuff you have going on. Yeah. So that's when I started making my sides as well. I would just strictly do potato salad and pinto beans or beans. That, that's pretty much it. Did you think this um, was going to be something or was this more of like oh, a no. passion? It's just, just a fun passion, just scratching that itch. You know, we always have those passions. I mean, I've yeah. been on doing that for a long time. It was just some, a little side fun thing to do. You know, they'd order ribs on the weekend. Of course, there, you've probably heard this word, it's, it's Arkansas Razorbacks. You know, and it was very difficult for me living there because I'm in mean, Texas. I'm a diehard Texas A&M fan, diehard. So there, it's all Razorbacks. That is their pro football team, is the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah. They live and die by it. I mean, that's just what they have. And so Saturdays, they would order ribs for the football games or order barbecue. And they, yeah. You know, I'd, you know, like a lot of people, Smoke on the back porch. They come to the front door, pay me some money. There you go. You know, <laughs> That's make, perfect. Make the, make the exchange. Why not? And there's people that knew me. I knew them. So yeah, yeah. Like, like, I was, you know, pushing it on Facebook. Hey, order this. This, yeah. you know, it was some random ad that you like people were yeah. showing up. Yeah, it's yeah. it's some, yeah. some Craigslist ribs or something like that. <laughs> you know, people showing up. No, nothing like that at all. And so yeah, I had no idea this would turn into a passion. I had a passion for it, but was never like, hey. It's one day open a barbecue joint. Yeah. That's okay. That's, that's, so it's, then, it's interesting that we're sitting here talking when you had that, when you didn't like, but you, you had that, it was just a bug and it turned yeah. into like, it's just, it's just, I always find that fascinating that you had no clue that you, you, no. you'd have a, re- a restaurant someday. That's just, you know, no, not at, I mean, yeah. If you, if you go back and ask, you could ask my wife, this, anybody's like, if I could go back to college, do anything, you know, I did marketing, advertising. That's what my, mm-hmm. my business side was. I said, I just want to go to culinary art school just because I'll, I just, just yeah. to learn some fine techniques. But that's just, you know, who ever thought that. However, I feel like I'm carrying on a family tradition because my granddad, my, my dad was always a cook, but he did fried catfish. That's what he he, he does. Oh. I still actually have his trailer now. That's actually what we use as our, as our store trailer during COVID. They live in Mississippi. Nobody's doing anything anymore. So it's kind of, like I said earlier, when we opened, I use his trailer to make sure it's functional. It's kind of our storehouse. But his dad was a butcher for about 40 years in Mississippi working at slaughterhouses. And so, you know, outside of Texas, especially East, it's all it's all pork. So that's what they were doing. He made pork sausage, in fact. Um, however, he passed away before to see this come to fruition. You know, in fact, he we weren't even I was working for Kaiser at the time when he passed wow. away. So um, just, you know, still doing the back back porch cooking barbecue when I could making sausage was never on the radar but like a lot of us you ask us our recipes will tell you but it's we can't tell you because 
it's by feel, it's by smell, by taste. You know, we can kind of see what's going on. So nobody has his recipe. It didn't exist. And towards the end of his life, he had dementia. So there was no way to really oh. practice with him just to, yeah. you know, is this the right amount of sage? Is this the right amount of fat? Whatever. Because we, it, was, it was a breakfast sausage. You know, it was heavy pork um, and fat, things of that nature. And, and I remember sometimes in the summer, I'd go, we lived here in Texas in Jacksonville. I'd go spend the summer sometimes. And he was working, and I'm sure this was not legal, but I would spend the day with him up there, you know, seven, eight years old, just watching what he did, not knowing what he was doing, but just smelling it. And then go out to the, the slaughterhouse, seeing how they slaughter the pigs, and then wow. pigs on the spigot roasting, getting the, getting the hide and stuff like that ready. Just the whole process, seeing it, I kind of, I still, you know, you know, I think God prepared my mind to, to see those things. I still have those mental pictures. I can smell it even, you know what that was like mm-hmm. and just seeing him making that and that sausage and I, at one point at some point i'm going to try to recreate that you should. Uh, my, my, my dad's actually talking to the owners of that slaughterhouse there's still some around see if they just had the packaging the label hmm. just so i can see hopefully it doesn't say pig and spices on the label you know <laughs> just <laughs> but it could you know, you never <laughs> you know. Never. but it, if you had you know what even if it doesn't show the amounts i can at least have a base mm-hmm. to kind of play around to see okay what this is and, and just try to recreate it mm-hmm. if possible of course he did a regular kind in a in a spicy kind which i know what was and that was just red pepper flakes mm-hmm. and some you know maybe some um, cayenne yeah just to make it spicier so so with that you know i feel like i'm carrying on family tradition i have some of his knives that he used i have a shovel he used for fire and stuff like that oh, so yeah. i i get to incorporate that so it's kind of cool that's I'm, important. I feel, like I'm, I'm, I feel like his hand is hand passing the, the baton to me literally with his knives. And stuff yeah. Like that. so that's, that's kind of a cool story there. I, I, I wish that, you know, there's like, I wish my grandfather was alive to see what I'm doing or to, to even just talk about sports or talk about, and it would be so nice for him to be able, but you know, his hand is like, it's like his presence Absolutely. is there. That, that's, yeah. that's nice that you can carry on that tradition. That's really special. I, uh, I didn't know that about you guys. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't say a whole lot. I think only other person I told was Bill Dumas because you know, you talk to sausage. Hey, you're helping me. You're pouring into me to help me carry on the, the tradition, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that that's huge for, for oh, me. And do you think there's anybody making a breakfast sausage? I don't see. Oh, gosh. Think, is there? No, I mean, I don't think there is. It's not a whole lot. There's might be a few, I guess, a few of the joints who actually do open for breakfast. They might. Maybe like a Miller's uh, or like a guest. Maybe, maybe Miller's. Or something. You know, Hurtado might be doing that because, you know, they, they have this full yeah. home breakfast thing. I, I don't know if they're incorporating a breakfast style sausage. Yeah. And, and most of his sausage, you know, it'd come in, you'd buy it like in a one pound to two pound on a cellophane and you make patties out of it. It's not yeah. your sausage link style. It's it actually is. Patty it's style. patty. Uh, Jimmy Dean. Yeah. Owen, like style, the, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But it was fresh. That's what you go and bought ah. it. You know, and it's funny now people ask what's in your stuff. And he always told a story, you know, our grandparents, they granted, they took the same story over and over again. So I have this story. He always said, yeah, there's this lady that came in one time, asked us, is your, is your sausage fully made of pork? And he says, yeah, for the most part, every so often we put some swine in it. And she was like, oh, I can't eat, I can't eat swine. I can't eat swine at all, you know. Not but, just showing how it's the same thing. Yeah, I know. That's like a very grandfather joke or a dad joke. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, oh, she got mad and left. She couldn't eat pork. She couldn't eat sausage with swine in it. 
Uh, so. I love that. I love that. And then he probably had that like that was like in his holster, ready to go. Like he oh, all at all times to say that joke. All times, because all uh, times, all times. And he's also the one who taught me the love of uh, even though it's you know ninety percent pork. They did they did slaughter a, a few cows, oh. you know, there for that. And so he was the one who taught me the love of an aged steak, mm-hmm. you know, because they would do that special cuts. Most people wouldn't do it. You know, people who know about it, they would age the steaks there. Would he? So, did he live in Jacksonville? No, no. He lived in Fulton, Mississippi, actually. Oh, Mississippi. Actually, you did say Mississippi. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that was where In fact, the, the butcher house, most of them were in Tupelo area. Most people know Tupelo, birthplace of Elvis, things yeah. of that nature. Uh, so in northeast Mississippi area, okay. that's where that's where it is. Uh, do you ever head back there? I used to before before we in business. Yeah, my parents still live there, but they're they're probably going to be they're in the process of moving back here. This I is see. a lot. This is where I grew up. This a lot of their still friends mm-hmm. are here, and so they they still come back a lot even before we moved here because yeah. they still know tons of people that come into the that come in the restaurant. So it's good for them friends to catch up yeah. sit down with they, they sit with all with the guests you know just kind of hang out with them kind of mill around stuff like that so that's nice that's, um, that's important worked, yeah my dad worked in the restaurant industry back when he was in going to college seminary at, we had a place here called del taco i mean i know you about we actually had one here i think that's more of a west coast yeah joint but yeah there was there was a del taco here was it the, like part of the del taco Chain. I think so. I don't know. I mean, it was Del Taco, and it looked like <laughs> the logos I've seen, so I assume so. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, and that's what he Oh, did. that makes sense. Yeah, they probably, it probably, maybe it made an out, there's an outpost out there somehow, and. Uh, yeah, I and mean, then it just, yeah, when we came back, it was no longer there, so. Um, so then they help out. He loves helping out uh, in that, so my mom was a teacher here, so they she sees some of her students, some of her you know, fellow teachers who've now retired. So it's good. It's good when they come back to kind of help out. Do they actually do they watch so, YouTube yeah. ever? Uh, no. In fact, they, the only time I think they've ever probably did YouTube is it's something that actually is coming out probably November, first of December. A competitive eater named Joel Hansen came and did like 10 pounds of meat in eight. And so that hasn't dropped yet. So it okay. will drop at some point. So that's gotcha. probably like, what is this YouTube? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, they're, you know, they'll call and say, Hey, I can't get my phone work. Okay. You know, uh, that's yeah. the only thing like my, like I mentioned, my dad passed, but that's the only thing that, that I'm not upset that kids, he would be constantly saying like, I did this, I caused this to do, why did it do that? It's, it's yes. all dark now. Or the guy turned the flashlight off or, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like my dad was here working, was, was kind of installing some stuff. And all of a sudden, the cop showed up. It's like, what's going on? It's like somebody called 911 because in his pocket, his it's pocket, con- yeah. it, he pocket dialed 911, stuff like that. You know, it's it happened. So just, I've seen it, it like I've seen it on my phone pop up 911, and I'm like, wait, 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 what? Why is he yeah. doing it? Yeah, that's uh, exactly. Scary. But yeah, never thought it would be what drove it was I could not find brisket. I mean, yeah, there's. There's some chains at the time that were in, in Arkansas, Corky's, Whole Hog Barbecue. Yeah. Those are like Memphis style chains. I think they there's one all... other that like that that's like a whole hog. Yeah, yeah. That whole hog is everywhere. Yeah, it's it's and it's not they don't even serve whole hog. That's just the name of the yeah, the restaurant yeah. chain. They do offer brisket, but it's like in a slice brisket, it's like a point five on a deli slice or thin. <laughs> you know, it is like it's thin brisket. Yeah, yeah. 
and so it's all pork. I mean, that's just what it is. Like Arby's so brisket or something. Absolutely. I mean, even thinner than that. I mean, it was just like see-through, <laughs> transparent. So I didn't couldn't find what I wanted. You know, a good thicker so it was slice. that desire, that drive to absolutely just I to fill a, a void and yeah, absolutely. So much so that the college I worked at, there were people from Jacksonville that attended that college, oh. and they would uh, they would bring me Stacy's barbecue back. They would bring me, you know, that's nice. No, they was like, hey, <laughs> uh, you coming home? Yeah, and they would surprise. They come to my office and bring me, you know, a pound of brisket. You know, it was great. Yeah, yeah, that's and awesome. So, and sometimes it only be a half a pound because it, they get a half a pound. They have on the way because <laughs> they wouldn't get it themselves, which is fine. Hey, yeah, yeah as long as I had a little bit, out, mm-hmm. you know, I was. But it's also it's also like a little piece of home coming. Absolutely, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely, little piece of home for sure. One quick thing I want to ask: You said you work for a furniture, like for a hospital, like a, for a hospitality group or for a hotel group. Oh yeah, that was in Texarkana. Yeah, what he was owned that? Multiple, he owned multiple properties, like Four Point Sheraton, some Holiday Inn, some okay. apartments, things of that nature. Just like a property manager, oh, I was the com- I was a comptroller for that. So, which sounds great and fancy, but the pay was not what a comptroller makes. You know, it was not a. It was just a title he gave me, and basically I had to make sure that. The housekeeping did not steal the shampoo, you know, like make <laughs> so sure inventory stuff like it was inventory management. That's all. It yeah. Was. Okay. All right. It no, was, cause I, in the past it, life, I used to sell furniture to hotels and I was just curious if it was like some kind of hotel. Oh, no, it was like, it was stuff like that. Did somebody steal artwork off the wall this week? You know, what, how do we account for that? It was also the night audit, all the different stuff like that, making sure, you know, things were done properly both for the hotels and he owned some apartment complexes, things yeah. like that. I you think know, there's, just, a, isn't there a group, like, isn't there like a mindset for some people that when they stay at a hotel, it's, they want to steal something. Like they want to, I know it's like, <laughs> whatever is like, towels or whatever. Like I was, I've, I had old friends and I'm like, really, you really want to, yeah. There was this, you, you, so you, you, you understand the furniture that goes in hotels. There was one night at a four point Sheridan in Texarkana. I come in the next day. The entire hotel room's empty. They took everything. Oh, wow. Bed. That is like good karma. I mean, it's like it, it was gone. It was like, uh, and we had, we had to make for sure this wasn't like a room getting renovated or things like that. No, it was gone. It was just gone. Things off the wall. Take, for, I guess. Like, how do you take that without somebody noticing it? Uh-huh. I guess if you, you dress know, like, maybe in like a, <laughs> an outfit that looks no official, idea. I don't, it's, it's wild. People, it's, yeah. And it's like, it's weirder nowadays. Like people are, are more brazen but it just it's strange yeah. how that game anyway so okay so back to to, yeah. to cooking to cook in arkansas now were you itching to move back to jacksonville like were, were oh you... i wouldn't say jacksonville we was itching to move back to texas gotcha. i mean it's texas i mean you probably talked to anybody talk you know you may have heard the saying how do you know somebody's from texas we'll tell you we're from texas <laughs> that's true no, i think i've heard that yes <laughs> yeah, i mean it's like it's texas i mean we it's home you know any wherever home is you you have that draw to go back there at yeah. some point mm-hmm. and especially so, texans especially texans exactly right uh, my wife's from texture canada but the texas side she will emphasize that the texas side not not the Arkansas side, the Texas side. She will emphasize that. So yeah, we just had this draw, and then through the job I had working at that that agency, uh, ministry agency, yeah. we did a lot of conferences and camps and stuff like that. So we were doing stuff in Texas all the time, doing concerts, having artists come in. So oh, I cool. connected with somebody I grew, kind of went to college with. She uh, owns uh, Kaiser Capo, hmm. 
which is the capo that goes on the necks of guitars. You probably mm -hmm. see artists use that all the time. It's it's made in it's in Texas. So oh, wow. uh, she said, hey, will you come help help me at the company? So my wife and I, we prayed about it. Do we want to move back? This is an yeah. opportunity. What do we do? And so God opens the doors and we moved back uh, to Tyler, actually. Yeah, they're based in Canton, Texas. Okay. But Tyler to Canton's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Not that big of a deal mm -hmm. drive. And so that brought us back to Texas. Still, I had a put, actually, that time I had two pit barrels. I held them at Kaiser because I would do stuff there, you know smoke for different stuff still how big how big it comes is it a is, is that a big business like i it just you um, don't think well, about it but it's cool it's uh, interesting it's kaiser i mean they probably still have it they're have the largest market share of that type of accessory for guitars you see them from beginning like players uh you know famous musicians i mean that's just what i, it pro is. I probably have a capo here on an old guitar that i i'll you look at probably do. Yeah, you possibly do. yeah <laughs> that's killing that's interesting that's it's just kaiser and so they're it's handmade in texas so it's a texas-based company nice um perfect to, to serve your barbecue too absolutely so it's good so we do different stuff i would still do it for functions do it for mm -hmm. you know our christmas parties random stuff like that and then do it for events but then um around like what year was this this was the, this would have been 2018. Okay. So 2018 is when I took that job with them. But then we moved in 2019. So I kind of commuted back and forth okay. uh, from Arkansas to there. And then we moved to Tyler in March of 2019. And okay. then right after, I'm trying to do some calculation, but right after Thanksgiving 2019, we had some restructuring the company. I could have stayed on or is it an opportunity like, hey, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this. I was, this passion is is getting a little bit. The fire is a little bit hotter, you know. It, it's it, for this passion. <laughs> and at that time, like as I mentioned earlier, Stacy's Barbecue, the longtime joint here, closed in 2018. Mm -hmm. So they existed for 30 years, and so there was a need for it here. And so again, we um, where we go to church. I went to church with at the time the guys over economic development, and so. This is how things work out. I said, hey, so every every group in the church was responsible for bringing something for Thanksgiving dinner. So hey, we're going to bring some barbecue. That's what we're going to smoke some uh, pork butt. That's what we were assigned to do. Y'all just bring some money. And he said, hey, let's talk. Let's how about you? Because at the time I was doing uh, Monday through Thursday. That's what my hours were at uh, at the Capo at Kaiser. Mm -hmm. And so at Fridays and Saturdays off, he said, hey, why about we open something up on, on the weekends? I said, oh, let's give it a shot. Why not? You know? And so this is pre-Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving, like December 1, let's just say that. The restructuring happened. I could have stayed on or said, you know, or, or leave, do some different things. And so that's what it is. I said, hey, I called him up and said, hey, um, about that weekend thing. My job's kind of changed. Let's talk about it more permanently. Interesting. So uh, the first gig here was his board meeting in January. I was living in an apartment in Tyler. My family and I were. And apartments, you can't have smokers at an apartment. No. You can't have grills at an apartment. Yeah. So I went down to the church. We live in Jacksonville where we live. It's about 30, 30 minutes from where we live. I had the pit barrels there, spent the night at the church, smoking all the meat, cooking the sides in the kitchen at the church, 
for that meeting that Monday at lunch. Or two, might have been, might have been Monday night. That was a Monday night. The meeting was on a Tuesday. Cooked it, served it. We served brisket and ribs, um, some side, probably beans and potato salad, something pretty simple to do. Got that. This was for the Economic Development's Board of Directors. So in there, you have all the city leaders. You have some, uh, the former mayor was in there, who's actually works for uh, an engineering firm. And he talked his, hey, let's make it happen. Jackson needs barbecue. So we started talking and then that's interesting. Another guy that was over rotary said, Hey, come, we come talk about barbecue, the history of barbecue. I was like, sure. Why not? I love doing that. So did a little presentation on the history of barbecue, you know, a small you know, 30 minute presentation from, you know, from barbacoa from, you know, all what I knew of barbecue and kind of different hot spots around the nation. I knew of if you're traveling, you know, you know, from Rodney Scott's over in South Carolina to some places in Tennessee. Um, and then obviously some Kansas City places I dropped on the map. And then, of course, some Texas places at the time. And then inside that meeting were, was the mayor um, and other bankers and stuff like this. Okay, what do we have to do to make this happen? And so that's how it kind of started early 2019, January 2019. 2019. Uh, I mean, she's January 2020. 2020. So this is like yeah. two, three months before the pandemic. Absolutely. Not knowing anything was going on. We just roll, rolling along, just going along. <laughs> so uh, yeah. business uh, partner and I, you know, the kind of going to develop it with me. We started looking at properties in town. It was revitalizing downtown Jacksonville at the time. They still are. But knowing my what I wanted to do, parking's an issue, and construction trucks utility trucks, 18 wheelers, things yeah. like that. There's just no way they can do that in a downtown parking. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're competing with all the other places downtown. Mm-hmm. So we looked at, I found a place, but it just, it just would not really work. And so we continued looking and we finally, he finally found the place we're at now. And so, and I'll send you pictures of this. So you can yeah, see please. there's nothing, there's nothing to post to this. When you see this, it's, this was, and this goes to where I'm at now was the old tomato shed in Jacksonville. Okay, now. That's where they sell the produce. I think full circle again. In fact, one of my uh, really good friends growing up, his 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 family, uncle, great uncle, sold tomatoes uh, out of here. So like, I remember coming here with him sometimes, you know. That's really and, neat, actually. That was, It's really cool. But and, it, and so I drew the plans out. We repurposed this building. Once you see it, you can see why we had to repurpose it. Probably thinking about now, we probably should have, tore it down and did something different just on the property. But, you know, that's what we did. And this all started, you know, March to May of that year, Mm -hmm. pandemic full blown, you know? So we, during that time, March, we moved down to Jacksonville, Mm -hmm. you know, by ourselves, my family, my two, my wife and two kids, because nobody could come help because nobody thought if we touch if we touch something, we may get COVID and die. You know, I even know this. So <laughs> yeah, if you look at something wrong, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. this is right when what is this? You know, what's going on? And so we moved down and just developed the property, you know, and it's he helped me develop it. Uh, he took my design and made it happen, basically. How big so of a restaurant that, is this? Oh, go, 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 go. Uh, we're about 2,000 square feet, if you look at that. Eating space um, of that, probably at least 1,500 of it is for the dining area. 
Wow, that's good. Um, yeah, most people say, man, you should have a bigger kitchen. But my philosophy was always it's customer service first. That that's my that's my mentality. I want them to have a great experience. You know, I can make things work in the kitchen. Um, and so during that time, I was like, what smoker am I going to go with? What yeah. can we do? So I looked at primitive. I was really close to um, buying a primitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Eminem at the time, you know, they just had the big rotisserie wouldn't fit my, my footprint, what I needed in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So my, so I went with JNR smoke master. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. And it works, works for what I need to do. Cause yeah. it's internal because I could not have it external. Um, so that kind of not primitive in any other offset off, off the wall or the picture, my kitchen space, um, and then rotisserie would not fit. So the only thing that would fit in the f- footprint is the JNR smoke master. A lot so of people, yeah, a lot of people are cooking yeah. amazing barbecue out of it. It's just, it's, it's, Absolutely. you know, what's, what's sexy looking is like, it's sexy to some people, the JR, but most people, that's just, like, it's that, but it's the offsets a sexy thing to look at. And so the, but yeah. it's, it, it's how you cook and what, how you care about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so I reached out to some guys that, you know, Jenner had it on the website. They reached out to uh, Tyler Frazier over at Tyler's. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Stephen Hart Socks over at Socks Love. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've become good buddies with, with, with them as well. He's a so nice kind guy. Of pick, really good guy. Yeah, they're great. Picking their brains on, you know, how does oh. this work? What is, how do, how do you, how do you function with this type of smoke or something mm-hmm. like that? So I realized it was, it was ideal for what we wanted to do. And so that's what we went with. And then just plugged away at the restaurant, getting things built. Um, you might can see, I'll show some pictures, but the wall is signed. Everybody signs yeah. the wall. That's our guest book because that's what they did at Stacy's. Oh, that's Barbecue. nice. The homage, so I brought that back. In fact, the per- first person to sign the wall was the owner of Stacy's. Oh, that's cool. So, that's so really... just because I had to. It's it's an ode to to longstanding mm-hmm. uh, Jacksonville barbecue. That's what we mm-hmm. know, and that's important and so, to you to kind of keep the tradition going. In a, in a sense, it's it's a, a, sense, a different version sense, of yeah. that, but it's yeah, absolutely. So then we um, had a you know, working through permits and getting everything done. When can it be happening? So let's shoot for this date. Of course, things always get pushed for, yeah. During that time because of COVID, the Especially biggest during issue, that time, yeah. Absolutely. Was windows. You know, it was the biggest deal in construction was getting windows. Even to, even, I think it's a little bit better now, but even now you talk to somebody building the house. Oh, you pick your plans? That's okay, what true, windows, yeah. What windows do you want for this house? Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean windows? Trust me, you want to pick mm. the windows out. Yeah, people were supposed to order them ahead of time. I remember watching some shows, like some building shows, and they were talking about how they built things improper. They didn't make they didn't make the proper adjustments because they had ordered them so far in advance, and the mm-hmm. plans got changed or things got yeah okay yeah right. that's interesting. And I was you, thinking ventilation and like thought you were going down those lines. Like oh, no. who cares about that anymore? <laughs> it's like, yeah, windows, like, windows and doors, anything dealing with glass yeah doors as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so weirdest stuff. What, yeah. Yeah, to think of like, why, why would that be an issue? Well, yeah, it was. Some so once chain. I got, once we got that in, we were good to go, and we set October sixth, a Tuesday, to be our opening day because that's the hours we wanted to do Tuesday through Saturday. Okay, and that was a huge, I, you could say, a risk or a change to the community because Stacy's was open Monday through Saturday, um, eleven to like five thirty. Okay. Well, I'm flipping everything doing 11 to 3 unless sold out. 
total change of the philosophy. Mm -hmm. right? So that took a lot of lot for the community to get used to. Can you explain Still, to me why, like, it's, it's, and it probably is foreign to a lot of people listening to this, is how come certain areas in Texas still haven't, like, craft barbecue the way that that whole process with the sellouts and everything, how come that hasn't translated? Is there certain areas that just haven't had a chance to have craft barbecue? And so th that's why? I, I wonder. So if, I'm just curious as I mean, to how that. I would think, I don't know. My, my guess for here is we're extremely rural lower socioeconomic you know it's not the whole craft thing it's not the whole Damn. they just want a sandwich when they can go of course you we also have one of the most famous joints in texas stanley's in tyler yeah i, mean, I don't think they ever close you know they're no. always open they're open, they're open. <laughs> or all the time you know, and, and the they time. have and their menu's vast and they're yeah vast and, and, and their yeah, drink exactly. menu is crazy yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you have that concept as well so the whole craft thing is it, it's not like I mean, yeah, I use good stock, and we can kind of get in that later. But you know, that's true. That is like Stanley's I, I, isn't a craft barbecue place per se. It's more so per se. It's it's, it's yeah, it kind of skirts those. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, they have some uh, to me. I mean, it's one of my favorite sandwiches in the world. It's the mother clucker. Yeah, it looks beautiful. That's, I've it's never great. gone. I just want to try. It's a great. I mean, it's a great sandwich. I mean, it's just I tell everybody to go. That's what you get. It's a mother clucker. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's probably right. why it, like, it's a certain, it's just, I could see it happening in lots of places in California or other states outside of Texas, but there are places in Texas where people aren't familiar with this style of barbecue right? as of yeah, three, it, four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. It is because, I mean, they, it's like Stacy's. It, I would not consider it. It's what we grew up on. It, yeah. It was just, you know, your brisket, your, your turkey, your sides cut in front of you type stuff. I guess it'd be a little bit more craft for its age, I guess you could say. It wasn't your typical, you know, lay life cut. That's what I do as well. You walk through the line, you order, I cut it, we cut it to what so, you order. Yeah, so it's it, it's the, it was the next step, but it was like from the very early days of barbecue in Texas, maybe. Right. Yeah. Right. And so here it's, you know, I don't, I do upper two thirds choice. We don't do your fancy prime. That yeah. just means nothing here or, do what makes sense? Auger, you know, your fancier types of meats. I mean, it's not that. I mean, well, that's a lesson there too, is that you need to know your customer. Absolutely. That's yeah, important. and that was the greatest advice I ever got. This is before we opened. In fact, my, my wife's a huge runner, and we were on a we was doing a trip down to Galveston, and this is when we were we were thinking about doing. We were, it was the plan was to do barbecue, but we hadn't done it yet. Mm -hmm. This was February 2020. We stopped down at Tejas in Tomball and yeah. talked to scott moore for a little while and he said you know this is you know top 50s great at the time you know it's top 10 it's great but what makes you survive is the locals you know mm -hmm. and, and that that's the truth because we're in jackson we're on highway 79 we are not a destination city it's not like oh i can't wait to go to jackson we're more of a pass-through city yeah and we're really famous for you know kind of breaking down three things Horticultural, agriculture, big tomato, you know, like we're a tomato ca capital of the world kind of deal. We talked about that. There's other, apparently, one in Europe, one, <laughs> one in Arkansas. And then uh, country music, you know, Neil McCoy's from here, Leon Womack's from here. So they oh. kind of still come around. Uh, some uh, pro athletes, you know, a lot of towns can claim that, but for a small town in East Texas to have, 
that many people coming out of it's pre- pretty cool. And hopefully one day known for barbecue, you know, yeah. again. So, but, but yeah, hopefully, um, I may have mentioned this before. I don't know if you ever saw the show, show justified, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Margo, yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, Mags Bennett, Mar- the lady who plays out Mark, she's from here. So this is her hometown. Really? So it's, so how would you, how would you describe it? Is it a, is it, is it sprawling and all? Like, is it other? No. In fact, you know, where I grew up here, left, came back, the city limits had not changed. It's just the internal change. And some wow. of that's due to uh, topographical. You know, if, you know, we're 20 miles, 25 miles south of Tyler. It's kind of rolling hills of East Texas. So it's kind of hard to cut through hills and build stuff. Yeah. Uh, lake is to the west of us. So that's kind of limited on what you can do just to the east of us. In fact, not a mile, mile and a half down the road. Uh, towards the east, it gets really hit a big valley with a old creek and river. Oh, really? Uh, so it's kind of a topog- you know, topographical kind of limits on what we can grow externally, but internally it's changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, are, there, are there like uh, tall buildings and things, or is it more of a... Oh, no, 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 no. Tallest buildings, an old bank, maybe <laughs> so four it's stories. Sm- oh, so yeah, it's, like it's a small, yeah, it's small as far as like that goes. Do you have a, this is a question that I'm sure someone like my mom would want to know. Do you have a, ta- a town square? Uh, no, because we're not the county seat. County uh, seat is south of us in Rusk, Texas. We are not the county seat, so there's not a town square. So you uh, need that to be, have a town square. You have square. to really have that to really have a town square. Uh-huh. What building's going to be in the middle of that? Usually it's the courthouse. Yeah. Uh, but no, we do have the downtown function there that they're revitalizing, doing some different stuff there. And that's where they initially, when we we're going to do this, the city wanted me to be down there. Part of revitalization, but I knew with my clientele, customer base, our guests, the parking is going to be huge because we have construction trucks come in, we have you know utility trucks, you have eighteen wheelers come in, you have different stuff like that. Uh, Blue collar workers, big work trucks. There's limited parking downtown because you're competing with the other businesses. Mm-hmm. But you and have you have plenty of parking, like you said. I have. Plenty well, may not be the best word to describe, <laughs> uh, but we have ample space yeah. because um, we have about twenty-five or so designated parking spots. We have some grass area that we ha- that we have our, our spaces decently wide um, parking in the back. That you know is not designated parking, but people people are going to park where they want to park. So we we make that happen. That's correct. Which, oh, which we found downtown. I may would have I'd have zero designated parking spots because it's downtown. You can't have your you know assigned parking, so there may be like three in front of the building, mm. you know. But outside that, there would be just free for all. And we're, we're not like in an area where if it's raining, now if it's raining, which is crazy, if it's raining here, it may be packed inside because people can just walk and do this because it's localized. But if I was downtown, they're not going to walk two blocks in the rain just no. for some barbecue. That's true. That. Whereas here, yeah, I can walk. I'm just going to run in real quick. I mean, mm-hmm. It's not that far. Yeah. So that, that's, that, that helps that, a lot. That's, <laughs> that's, absolutely. that's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, that's good. It's kind of interesting. Like how that's good for someone that's watching this, that is wondering where they should get a brick and mortar, because there's a lot of people, I mm. it seems like almost all, <laughs> there's all people that contact me are on the fence about getting a brick and mortar. And yeah, so, yeah. So that's like a parking, 
And as I worked at a place in Sherman Oaks, and parking was terrible. And people would, mm-hmm. would call and call, and then they just leave. They just wouldn't even, they're like, I can't find parking. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and that's one, one thing, you know, we don't have a phone number. We still don't have a phone number because mm-hmm. I mentioned we're all about the customer service. I don't want to offer something that I cannot yeah. give my 100% to. I don't want people calling and saying, hey, um, why don't you ever answer the phone, that type of yeah. stuff. I'd rather just not answer, have a phone for them to call so they mm-hmm. don't even have that option not to uh, to do that. I mean, and so, but yeah, about the brick and mortar versus food truck, when we was talking, when I was talking to the city manager, hey, let's do this. Uh, what about the food truck idea? I said, man, this is not the right town for food trucks. And it's not, you know, it's just not. There's a few that pop around. There's some ordinances that have been established. So anybody just can't pop up and start selling whatever out the, out of a truck. And so there are some designated spots that for people to do that, but this definitely would not be a brick, uh, a food truck type of town. If, if that's your sole thing, there are some that are successful, but they have their own little lot. It's almost like having, that is their brick and mortar. It's designated. Yeah. That's where they are. Yeah. But it's, it's a little bit different that way. Yeah. Uh, but that said, that is our future is to, to add a food truck to our, uh, you know, options you know, can't really duplicate this because yeah. this is who we are here. But they're on the north side of town. There are zero restaurants, per se. Okay. But there's a lot of factories. Be able to set up at those factories. That way we can service, you know. Like a part-down menu, kind of? Yeah, a part-down, like, you know, chopped brisket sandwiches or some pulled pork sandwiches, chips. Perfect. Very, very, that one, because I, I don't want to cook on the truck. I'm not cooking on the truck. It is just a mobile hotline. Like a vehicle for... Getting, Absolutely, getting people that that's smart and that's helpful that yeah. people dig that that's something that i know that all factories even in downtown la they would just walk a block if they could to get food bring mm-hmm. it back or sit up there yeah it's just that's that would be ideal that's smart so, so that's, that's, that's that's that that's that's and there is some stuff in 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 the works for that to happen so wow. um, hopefully hopefully soon that will be um added you know probably obviously if, Let's say if I were to get a truck now, get everything done, you know, probably the first of the year would probably actually launch yeah. just because what we're saying, all, all the different stuff that goes on with that, yeah. getting, you know, getting your permits, all the, all the fun, fun stuff yeah. as far as that goes. But yeah, that's the idea. And then also when we cater, we could actually use that to go mm-hmm. out and, and, and it's advertising at that yeah. point, you know, that's just perfect. it's a mobile, mobile advertising and then festivals different things like that that we could actually because since we have the restaurant that is our commissary mm-hmm. we can just do everything here and then just load it there and just go serve that's perfect yeah that's Which awesome is the exact that's that's the idea you know is to to reach a few more people you know especially on a slow day well we could have been somewhere else and kind of counteract a slow day yeah uh, or just do some stuff at night even that we're not open at night that we could go over if somebody's having an event, we can mm-hmm. pop up at it or offer that service, you know. Well, and it gives them a chance to try your food and go, wow, oh, you do have an, a restaurant too. <laughs> With exactly. Or a menu. Oh, I, I want to try that place down the. Yeah. Exactly. And that would be something we wouldn't have to do every single day, maybe mm-hmm. three or four times a, a week, yeah. something like that, or depends on what's happening. Yeah. So that, that's hopefully what's going to happen there in the city. I, I work, you know. Thankfully, we have a huge amount of support from the city, you know, the mayor, city manager, economic development, the bankers, lawyers, everybody like that comes in into town and they, you know, hey, let's 
bring clients and let's go to the barbecue joint, you know? Yeah. They want you to succeed because they want exactly. it to exist for them too. Yeah. Exactly. So it's close right now. We are the only sit down barbecue restaurant in, in Jacksonville. Um, but 79 is a major road in Texas. You take 79 all the way through, you'll, you'll end up in North Austin area. You can connect into highway 69, which takes you into 59, which takes you to Houston, you know? So there's some major yeah. off interstate roads that people take because they don't want to go interstate. And I'll put a map down below so people can see where. Yeah, exactly. So we're not too far from most places, and it's crazy. I know this is another rabbit. It's crazy is <laughs> I have a map on the wall. I'll sh- I'll send you pictures of it. We've cool. people from every fifty, all fifty states have been here. Nice in forty eight countries. Isn't that wild? It's, it's just crazy who comes through this little town. Uh, uh, but it's it, but it's local, so it's knowing your local customer. Why? Mm-hmm. why that's important it? advice. That's really absolutely. Important. Because I've tried different things. You know, I'll try something, you know, unique for a little while. It'll be hot for like a week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, I right, just give me a chopped beef sandwich. That's all I want, which is fine. Yeah, you look yeah, at but it, still. It's, it's great. I mean, it's, it, it is. And so that's where, you know, some other menu items will get, you know, that's why I started making mm-hmm. my own sausage at first. And, but that's also when that first. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about your sausage, too, because yeah. that looks fantastic. But yeah. I also, too, another reason why I do these is because the newness rubs off like it wears off so the newness wears off and places like you know people need to be re- kind of reminded that this place exists or this place i, I talked to someone mm-hmm. i'm going to post an, an interview in a couple of days with somebody who has a place that's very popular and everyone thinks there's big long lines but she said there's not and then she said that it's you can come in and get food and so it was just, you know it's something that i think that's important that people realize that just because just because someone place someplace exists, they still need your business. And and the locals are very, you know, that's you gotta cater to them. Yes, definitely. Okay. Right. And that's what they talk about. It's like, oh, you now we have the reputation. You better get there earlier or they'll sell out, you know, which is great to have, but at the same time, yeah, you a, have days and nobody here. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, what do you have left? I was like, I got everything left. Yeah, so, I can stop in, please. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's and, and, and that, that was the big thing when we first opened was we make what we think we can sell and we're sold out. So at first, like, you should make more. Why don't you make more food? Well, are you going to come back and get it? Are you promised me you're going to come tomorrow? Well, I can't <laughs> promise you that. Well, I can't promise you I'm going to have it. You know, that it was it was changing. that. Yeah. Mindset. So how do you set especially? Yeah, that's an interesting too with you, with your town or your city is it's that. You don't know what to, it's. It's hard to predict. That's it's not absolutely as another place as a big city or yep. Absolutely, because there's no, there's not like a, oh, this influx of new people every single day, like in the Metroplex or Austin or Houston, all these new people, where, you know, I have to just rely on the locals or business people who may have some outsiders in. Let's go get some barbecue things mm-hmm. like that. You know. Um, it is, it's people say, how do you predict? You can't predict. I just going to assume I'm going to sell this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some days I miss it by, uh, we could have probably sold, you know, we sold out yeah. one o'clock. I did not see that coming on a Tuesday. You know, that's happened before. Yeah, definitely. Whereas on a Friday, which you think would be a busier day, <laughs> it's two o'clock and we it still is. got everything. Yeah. So yeah. it's just the way it is. is that's but also I, too, people should listen to this. If they're passing through, call mm-hmm. you or check, like check with you to see if you have still food, because 
if it's a Friday, you still might have food. Like there's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They could check social media. That's where you post everything. If, we, if we're out, we'll push sold mm-hmm. out on the social media, either Instagram or Facebook. Gotcha. Um, and that was another thing that you mentioned calling. We do not have a phone number for people to call in. Oh, you don't? Never, okay. <laughs> I never, I've never opened like that delete, up. Should I delete that part? <laughs> no, no, it's fine because um, some people do have my, my cell that I give out to people or they can send a Facebook message. We, we ch- I check it pretty regularly. It's because going back to the whole customer service side of things, I didn't want to offer the ability to call in if we cannot meet that. Understood. That makes sense. You know, especially when we open up during COVID. Yeah, you might think that would be a great time to do call-ins. We're in East Texas. Only thing that made the difference is people wore a mask. It didn't change yeah, anything. No, there's a lot of places that didn't change this. It's like, it was like, okay, we got to wear a mask. So what yeah. kind of mask can we wear? They, they, the only problem with that was when they ate here, their masks smell like barbecue, which is great because they came back the next day to get it. Yeah, they're like, walking again. Get, get it it's not smell. I smell like they walk by their mask yeah. hanging on a thing. They're like, oh, yeah, it smells delicious. It smells, my mask smells really good. I think I want some more of that. You know, so it was, it was great. So was it October but, 6, 2020 that you opened 20, or 2020? That's when we opened, 2020. Sure. So we just celebrated three years this year. Congratulations. Absolutely. It's a huge thing. Of course, yeah. you know, they always say the five-year mark's a big thing. In this day and age, every day is a mark. Yeah, every single yeah. day, every week you get fast. Yes, every definitely. week. So yeah, um, I always tell my wife, don't watch the bank account because it will give you a heart attack. You know, because it goes because it it happens every so often that everything comes due a certain week mm-hmm. and it goes from okay, we have a little reserve. Okay, there went zero reserve. So let's find some more. Let's count some quarters today to see how we can pay things. <laughs> yeah, check it the really, couch. It really is like that, and so people don't. And so that's the thing. That's another people assume because we've sold out. Oh, you're, you know, you're going to yeah. run the town. Not at all. We just hope to pay the bills. Kind yeah. of like, you know, Arna said out and, you know, at Evie Mays, you know, you're like, probably yeah. this is like one of the major guys and that's what they're having to face. Yeah. yeah and I, and I wrote him like we, cause that was a really successful video. And I was hoping that I'm like, I hope that it like translates to business. And he said, you know, I'm happy for being like a lot of people with the reception was great, but he said, our business is local. And so if a, a local person saw it, that would be ideal, but it doesn't necessarily translate necessarily to someone right. driving four hours out of their way to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, were you, did you have good stock to begin with or is that? No, no, actually, no. I started out with, um, stockyards, mm-hmm. us foods. That's my main uh, pro, uh, provider was us foods. Uh, stockyards brisket which is fine i tried i won't tell i won't say who all i tried we just tried multiple different briskets yeah. and that's one that i blind tested with all um our team members and some supporters have brought them in before we opened mm-hmm. you know about a week out say hey which one do you like the best and that was by far i knew which one it was that's by far the one they chose mm-hmm. so um, I, I stayed with that forever and then went to double r ranch mm-hmm. brisket if you've heard of Double R Ranch, yeah. um, that's Northwest. They kind of expanded the U.S. foods. We was able to get that. It was great, but could not, I guess, necessarily meet the demand that people wanted for it. Mm-hmm. So then I went back to Good Stock. Uh, not Good Stock. I went back to Stockyards, mm-hmm. uh, which is theirs, and um, got referenced by another user of Good Stock, and the representative came and talked and 
you know, that's how that started. And mm-hmm. one my my son's a huge baseball player. And he's a pitcher. And oh. what better pitcher in Texas than Nolan Ryan, right? The, the best. The best. I mean, the best. I mean, it's great. So uh talking to the good stock um guys, uh, you know, I was asking them, you know, what's what's the longevity of this brand, you know? Because mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan's beef's been around for a long time, but good stock's a separate yeah. kind of entity. And he said, Well, this is a family legacy. And so mm-hmm. that's another thing. There's a I went with them because we have a local um, autism ranch that do a lot of stuff for families with autism. And so I'll cater out for them. We do different stuff with them. And a few years ago, I got to go out and cater for Temple Grandin. They brought her in to, if you're familiar with her. Yeah. And so got to do that. And then Goodstock Ranch is actually certified by her meets her standards oh. so that's, a, that's a big deal for me you know mm-hmm. so being, being conscious about that because we we look at this i look at everything when i do a barbecue i love food but food is our medium to reach people mm-hmm. that's our goal yeah we reach people reach the community minister to them in any way we can it just happens to be barbecue yeah. that's just how we do it and so going with good stock, seeing how they, they do things um, with the autism um, community. Uh, it was great. Yeah, Because I'm already kind of connected with, with them locally. So it was great. So it made us, and plus it's a fantastic product. Fantastic. I've heard only good things. I just, and I probably should one of these days talk to them just so it would be interesting to talk to one of these uh, you know, purveyors. Like I would, it would be interesting to, to, to talk to a meat supplier because I just haven't done that. And, I, and I've only sure. heard good things about I think that yeah. go on. And another thing about Goodstock is it's raised in Texas, processed in Texas, and stays in Texas. Wow! So that's, that's a huge deal. Huge. That's huge. That's really good. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a big deal for us. And you said you're serving what? Um, what do you call it something choice? You call it? Uh, they call it. Up, they kind of in the upper. They call it upper two thirds. Upper two thirds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know enough about specific like to, to one like I just know yeah. Yeah, you have your, you know, your select choice prime, mm-hmm. but this they call it upper two thirds choice. It's a different mm-hmm. grading, I guess. But it's, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm um, working on a brisket. I'm like, holy cow! I'll take pictures of it and send it to my buddies. Like, look at this brisket. I mean, it's almost like wagyu. So like it feels like a pretty good. Oh, it's like yeah. crazy. <laughs> you know, just it's so good. You know. Um, Does it guarantee but, do you do you get it one visit with Nolan Ryan? I guess. Oh, I wish not yet. <laughs> uh, I, I wish not not yet. You know, I actually um, watched it like a week ago. Watch a video of his strikeout. Like it was just some. I think it was of his no hitters or it was something. It was some oh, compilation. Yeah. It was just like it's, he leads. Like I didn't. I forgot that he led almost every category of almost everything. And also too, like when the guy ran out and he just. He, he fought the guy. Like oh, the, the guy that's charged that's, the that's what sure. Most of us have that picture somewhere. You know, it's such a it, great it, classic. It's, it's epic. Mm-hmm. And so that documentary, if you haven't seen the documentary, that no, which is what's it called? called? Nolan Ryan. I think it's on Prime or Netflix. One. I'll watch it tonight. Okay. It's really it's it's a uh-huh. good it's a good documentary. Cool. Thank you. you. Know, speaking about absolutely, speaking of him, you know all how great he was. They've even come back now and said he was probably pitching. 105 to 108 because the radar guns were registering different than where their positions were that's how just how unbelievable wow. he was yeah and i think he uh, pitched like didn't he do something like a few because a few years ago and he was still like in the hundred almost oh yeah yeah he's still just i mean he's, <laughs> he's, 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So, anyway, and that so. was just a bonus being able to, you know, partner with them and that's a nice uh, connection too that's absolutely and so that's all i use that's that's kind of the thing and they give me they give me all the marketing i need stuff like that so Mm -hmm. so it's great yeah there's some other joints that are that are using strictly good stock i mean it's great um it's great great yeah i think i'll I'll, maybe i'll do a blog post too of all the places that use good stock that'd be kind of a fun thing for people to be able to and then maybe even the other so that way it kind of They'll know anyways. But so now with, with this, what, when did you, were you planning on, was your, what was your menu? Because you hadn't been, you had been cooking on these, the, on these offsets, but not these quality offsets. And then you go to the JNR, what was your skill set at that time? And then how has it changed since you opened? Do you feel like. Oh, skill set was just, let's just go for it, man. Let's just see what they, I like, I know what I like. I, I use, um, Coarse black, uh, coarse black pepper. It's probably a twelve mesh. Okay. Um, in the twelve mesh, and then uh, coarse kosher salt. It's about a ninety to ten ratio, probably of pepper okay. to salt. It's it, we're kind of known for our bark. That's kind of what we're known. That's for. cool. Uh, which again, some people look like, can you take that black stuff off? You know, I'm like, oh, it hurts my heart to do that. I love I'm pepper like, heavy. <laughs> I love it's, it. We're we're pepper heavy on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just love black pepper. Yeah, uh, so do I. And so my menu starting out is like, yeah, let's, let's, I think I can make this work. You know, talking to Tyler, talking to Steven, uh, really, of course, thankfully, JNR is about an hour and 30 minutes from where I live. Are so they? I okay. Go, I go there. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in the Metroplex. So and they have easy. a test kitchen or something or they have a, yes, they do. They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I heard do. that. Yeah. Um, I got to go see, you know, the different products, kind of see the process, how it works. And so my mind's thinking, okay, that's how that works we can do this no problem at all gotcha um then it's just you know finding a wood guy finding you know things like that and i smoke with hickory and pecan okay probably 90 percent hickory and 10 percent pecan why because i live yeah, there so that's what I, why that's what i started doing it with you know that's just what i did familiar and and it's honestly it's because everybody else uses oak why not try to differentiate some way mm-hmm. you know and so can you can you tell a difference yourself um like if you were you, if, if like if I switch you up with the oak without you knowing it for a week, would you? I think don't have you, enough palate skills. Yeah, to I don't do know that. if I. Was, I, don't know I can I tell. I can't tell necessarily. I can tell in the smell of the smoke for sure. Because mm-hmm. hickory and pecan have a much sweeter smell versus for sure. the oak. Yeah, I can tell from that standpoint, but my palate's not that refined to say this. This is you know, this is smoked with maple. I have no idea. <laughs> this is apple. Yeah, yeah carrier. This, uh, this is alder wood. <laughs> I have no idea. That would be. No. That, I'm sure there's like three guys in the United States that could really Absolutely. honestly tell the difference. Probably, probably Daniel Vaughn, Aaron Franklin, and a few other guys. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Franklin, Evan Leroy, and, Evan Leroy. Uh, yeah. So those a little bit more finer yes. uh, guys like that uh, can really fine tune their power to that. But no, most and it's no. Not, not so so what is your what is your menu now? Yeah, and and then how the sausage making too? How did that? Kind of translation. Yeah, so menu hasn't changed so much since we first opened. We were going, we did brisket, ribs. I do two different kinds of ribs. One's a, just a, I call it pepper rib because it's just salt, pepper, and garlic. It's a, it's my dry rub I do. Okay. And then I do an apple pie rib, which I use uh, Lane's barbecue seasoning out of uh, out of Georgia. That's what I started using in Arkansas just because mm. I liked Lane, connected with, with them, just started using myself. It's a, he came up with a dessert rub um, line, 
one of them's apple pie and apple and pork go great together. Yeah. And so it's a rib with just that apple pie rub on it. And oh, that's put our interesting. Sauce on it. It's really, really good. That sounds really like good. That. It's really good. It's really sweet. It's like eating apple pie, but it's but on pork ribs. But also savory too has that savory under a little savory hint yeah. to it, absolutely. Um, because all desserts have that little bit of salt to them. Yeah. So those are the two ribs we've done since day one. Kind of switched up the kind of ribs we do. We did, you know, I did full spare, didn't leave, left the chine bone off, left the rib tips, all that stuff, you know, and sometimes way supply and demand goes, you're just sometimes forced to yeah, switch gears and try a different rib. And so sometimes we do that. So it's still a spare rib. That's all we do. Sometimes it's pre-cut. Sometimes it's not cut. You know, just kind of depends on what's happening with it. Uh, I use Prairie Fresh. That's kind of what I, I, I do with that that rib. Uh, pork and then uh, turkey. Those are the those are the proteins plus sausage. When I first started out, I was using Miller's sausage mm-hmm. out of Plano, Texas. Yeah. It's a it's a great sausage. Um, I can get you know as far as a mass produced type sausage. It was, it was a good sausage. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, I had all this brisket trim. I was like, what am I going to do with this brisket trim? I can only make so much tallow. <laughs> I tried the burger thing again. They're not coming here for a burger. They'll go to Waterburger for a burger. You know, yeah, they're not. Makes- I mean, there's, that's just not what they're doing because that's a little bit more crafty. Yes. They're, they're not coming here for that. Yeah. So that didn't really amount to anything. So then, uh, you know, Bill Dumas starts doing his classes reached out to him in January and said, Hey, I have an open spot in August of, uh, this has been 2022. Okay. And so took that class in August of last year. Nice. And then started making sausage. Did you do the one day class or the two? two, I did the, I did the one day class. I did the one day on a Saturday class, a a buddy of mine, uh, kind of a supporter from day one. His dream is to open a barbecue restaurant as well. In fact, most of the pictures I send you, he he kind of he, oh. he kind of manages the local airport here, but he moonlights as a photographer as well. Oh, cool! And loves to barbecue. Um, and so love, those are all great things. Those are all great things. Nice how he he uh, took the class with me because it helps split the cost, and you know it's fun to do. Yeah, so and he learns that that would be a great. Absolutely. I would take it with somebody too for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so he does it. He makes sauces sometimes himself at the house because he has a little skill to do that. You know. Ah, uh, cool. And, um, you know, a little five pound batch here and there that he'll do. And we kind of talk about, Hey, what are you doing? This skill set? What are you doing? How do you make this sausage? Stuff like that. So it helps having somebody else going through the class so we can talk about, you know, Hey, what did, what do you say about this? Or, Hey, have, have you tried this? You know, type deal. At, like and after, so, after you take the class, mm-hmm. Bill's free to ask questions. Like, oh, absolutely. I'm sure he's free anytime, but it, like he, yeah. he loves talking about it, but it's something that absolutely open, can, open yeah, like, line of message. Yeah, I'll send him a message or a text. Hey, have you tried this? Or that would be terrible. What are you talking about? Or yeah, that sounds good. Go okay. for it. Try it. You know. So he's he's super accessible, super great. You know. Yeah, uh, no, I've only uh, heard good things about the class, and, I, and I've great. heard and people have said like he did, he sets it up so that it's like the multi days all in one oh, day. Yeah, so that way it's set up in the fridge that way, and it sent, sounds awesome. Do you remember which sausage you made with him? Yeah, actually, we did. So that's the great thing is um, there in the restaurant. You know, because it's at Brotherton's, you kind of, that's one of the processes. You're helping them cook some of the sausage that's for okay. the restaurant. So I think he had some boudins. They're, they're, they're four main sausages that they always do. He had yeah. that going on, you know. 
Okay. So we so we could then he does that so you can see the stages. Smart. You know, this is the finished product. This is what it looks like during the cooking process. This is what it feels like. It's it's fully, I mean, it's all five sense immersion type. You know, this is what it looks like. This Smart. is what it tastes like. This is what it smells like. This is what it looks like. You know, everything you can think of. And so then, like you mentioned, the different stages, he has that all prepped. You know, this is, we made a 10 pound batch. This is what it looks like. You know, this is how you cure it. This is what you use to cure it. This is how you grind it. So we ground it, all that stuff. And so what he does is he asked us, what kind of sausage you want to make? And I said, I want to make a basic beef sausage because that's what I have at the restaurant. I don't want to try all the crazy stuff that he does, you know. Like a I don't want to and stuff and realize how in the world did I get there? I have no idea how I got there. I want to start the simplest path, which is simple yeah. sausage. Like that's what we're going to make. And so that's what we did. He said, here are some good ingredients. And this is, you want to use, this is a set amount of stuff, such as your milk powder, your water, ice ratios. Those are set. Everything else, eh, you know, have fun. What do you, yeah. what do you want to do? You know, of course, he would say, don't use that. That's way too much of that spice. That's going to be overkill. Yeah. You know, that type, you know, a little guidance there. Mm -hmm. So we just made a basic beef regular sausage. And that sausage we made there gotcha. is what's on the menu. Here. Oh, cool. Okay. My regular, that's my regular beef sausage with my my blend. And others that take the class, it's going to be probably pretty similar. You know, your <laughs> onion powder, yeah. your garlic, your your mustard, um, you know, Lowry's, whatever seasoning sauce yeah. you choose to use, chili powder, ancho chili powder, whatever you choose yeah. to do. Some variation of that. So that's ours. So do you always have that beef sausage and then do you have another sausage sometimes? Or Yes, we, we have that beef sausage and the jalapeno cheddar. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a killer sausage here. Yeah. Because one it. of the sandwiches I have, I've had it since the first week. Most of the sandwiches we have are named after somebody locally. Uh, there's two firemen that always come in. They both have a sandwich. So that's oh, what that's, they uh, I love it. Stuff like that. Um, so it's, you know, a lot of people call it a brother-in-law or other sandwiches, a mailman. It is brisket and sausage on the sandwich. Mm -hmm. So that's just a pretty common sandwich around here. Okay. So I always have a jalapeno cheddar. Sometimes I do run out, so we'll just make it with a regular mm -hmm. you know, sausage. And people are like, sure, Well, I think, like, especially, too, talking back about your audience and your customers, you – if you made like a, a pancake sausage or some like weird waffle house, oh, it probably it just wouldn't it, it wouldn't it's not the it's not product it doesn't make a sense to no no unless you just want to doubt fun yourself that's all yeah and that's where my if I do want to be creativity that is where I can do it is is in the sausage realm yeah you know it's not doing the burgers it's not doing the tacos it's not doing you know a different kind of protein a different way you know mm -hmm. it's not. You know, I've done some pork belly. It goes fine for a little bit. In fact, that's one of my favorite things I've done is a small pork belly slider, um, kind of inspired by Blood Brothers. That's one of my favorite restaurants in Texas yeah. is Blood Brothers because I love Asian, I love Southern food, and I love barbecue. So it's all three mixed yeah. in one. And so with a little Asian slaw, and it's a, it's a great little slider. Again, it not isn't that popular because people, they want the – which is great. They want a brisket sandwich, which is totally fine. Yeah. So in the sausage, that's where I get to play around mm -hmm. and do some fun, creative, weird, funky stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, we have our regular beef, our chili, uh, our jalapeno cheddar, and for a long time, it was chili cheese. Well, during the summer, it's so hot here, nobody wanted it. Yeah. But I still left it on the menu because it's about to come back because it's about to get cool enough here to where those are your, my three basic sausages is 
That Those are good. always the menu. And then I try to do a sausage of the month when I have time to do that because I'm the only one here that knows how to make the sausage. So gotcha. my team is pretty small. It's myself, GM, another guy that's been with us since the very beginning, started as a dishwasher but slowly has worked his way up, does other some other stuff as needed, and then a few high school uh, students, and that's it. So we're a pretty small staff. So I'm the one who makes the, makes sauces, the sauces. So, yeah. So you have to be inspired yeah, to, to do it. And absolutely. So when I have, <laughs> yeah, when I have time to do it. So, and I try to kind of relate it kind of what's happening a month like this month was mm-hmm. I called it Dracula's Revenge. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. was what I called it. I had a few different names. Dracula's Nightmare is what I settled on. It's just a black sausage. It's got hardcore black in it plus some um, activated charcoal, lots of rosemary, lots of garlic. How was it? It was great. It looks it looked, wicked. It looks so weird. It looks so bizarre. Uh, and I'll put I'll, I'll try to put a picture on it here because I, I was thinking, I was wondering if people if they're put off. I would try it. I, I would love to try it. But it was but I also think that visually, you know, people are that way where they they might. Right. Thankfully, like a, yeah, visually it's weird. It, it is weird looking, but thankfully people know us now that we're not gonna put out something unless we eat it ourselves or we're proud of it. Yeah, and you've been around for three years, so it's three years starting to show that you're that they're okay. If he's going to do this, I'll give it a try. Or some people are like, I hate rosemary. Fine, you're not going to like it. That, that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, they, they won't go for it, but some people are willing to try it. Uh, like in March, I did a shepherd's pie sausage. Nice. You know, and people are like, oh man, that's the first time I ever eat English or I eat peas and carrots and stuff like that, you know. In their it was life. Okay. Yeah. It's the first vegetables I've eaten this year. So thank you. <laughs> exactly. It was in a sausage. You know, it was fine. You know, I did, um, we did a pepperoni pizza sausage, which went really well. That's cool. That's, that's a fun one to do. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's where I can like, yeah. play around. And, and it's a limited amount because if it doesn't go very well, it, it was, it was fun to do. That's true. It's sausage. It's trial and error. We still have our basic sausages. So we, we it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. It allows me to allows me to experiment and have fun and play and do some different stuff. That's cool. That's and that's fun too for people to get a chance to get something different if they're willing to kind of you know skirt a little bit further off the menu. Then right, it's, it's yeah, not but, like it's not going too cardboard. No, no, it's not too because I mean we're we're in rural East Texas. You know we're meat potatoes. I mean it's not yeah. pushing the boundaries culinary speaking. You know, um, to where like. In your major metropolitan areas, you have enough yeah. ethnicity there, enough different. You know, yeah, big, I got a melting pot of people, and it's absolutely, and also travelers. Like in Austin, they're getting a lot yeah. of travelers coming through Houston, Dallas. Like they're getting, it's just there's convention traffic. There's like all these absolutely. cities that have or Los Angeles makes sense. Like a place like Musa has, like you know, they get they're going to have an influx of people, whereas your people are either traveling through or locals. Yeah, absolutely, and so I got to keep it basic which is fine because sometimes and that's my thing basic is still great barbecue oh, i love basic if it's yeah. i mean it, it's it's what it is yeah. i mean it's there's nothing wrong with that i mean it's great well, what's so, your what, what are your what sides do you have so my sides we we have potato salad uh pinto beans i've actually switched the recipe from the very beginning it was heavy heavy spice almost it was a pinto bean that honestly at the end of the day it turned into a ranch style bean it just kind of there's so many spices like paprika and cayenne and all these powdery spices, even though they were blended together, it just sits there and just kind of congeals. I mean, I hate yeah. to say it, that's basically the best way to describe it. So I, I kind of flipped it and you went straight pinto bean, just salt, pepper, heavy pepper, 
and we have, you know, canned jalapenos we serve off the, on the relish bar. Mm-hmm. It's like, what I do with this juice? Well, I kept the juice and poured it into the beans. Oh. You know, a little, little jalapeno juice. Why not? It's, yeah, it's there. <laughs> it has, has a little spice, a little flavor to it. Why mm-hmm. not? So that's the pinto bean. Uh, we have coleslaw. The coleslaw is just a basic coleslaw. And um, buddy Stephen Joseph over at uh, mm-hmm. Riverport Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, my wife's from Texas, Canada, so we'd stop down down there one time. She's like, I really like this coleslaw. I said, what do you think? I think it's, and she told me what she, I don't want to tip a secret off. He said, I think it's this, this, and this. And so cool. I asked, was like, Yep, she's right. Cool. So it's a yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, it's a, it's a sweet. I'll let him tell a secret. I'll tell. I'll tell everybody what I do. Yeah, him I'll and I have like talked for like three years or four years to talk. So one one of these days we'll have an interview. It's yes, idea. he's a great guy. And so, um, and now he's like an old school joint in Texas. Yeah, that weird. I think he had eye, eye surgery too, just like me. I he think. did. He, he sure did. He, he sure <laughs> if did. I remember correctly, I just um, thought about that. Yeah. And so it's a sweeter style coleslaw, which is great because living in Arkansas. You know, it's more vinegar base, yeah. you know, which, you know, coleslaw's toss up. It's people like it. People don't like it. Yeah. It, it is what it is. I've had a lot of bad coleslaw and I've had a lot of good, but it doesn't mean it's yeah. bad. It's just not my. It's just not your thing. And it's totally like, yeah. fine. And, yeah. and, and it's like a funny story with that. We are potato salad. It's kind of a, my grandma's recipe. I kind of tweaked. Very simple. A lot of people do mustard, mayonnaise, mm-hmm. salt and pepper and pickles. It's very similar to Franklin's in some aspects. It's just the ratio of ingredients that you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a guy, this was not long ago, a guy got it and said, oh, I hate this potato salad. I said, that's fine. It's okay. I don't like mustard. <laughs> no <laughs> joke. Another customer was in here, got some, said, this is the best potato salad I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, what did say? <laughs> They're sitting at the next table across from each other. That's hilarious. I know what we do is not going to please everyone. And you have mm-hmm. to know that. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing is that you make good food and, and that's kind of our philosophy. Our yeah. philosophy was we want us to have great customer service, mm. good food and, and bathrooms as clean as Bucky's. Nice. So, I love that. That's so, smart. Course, that's so easy, smart. It's easy for us. There's, there's, there's only bathroom for male and female and there's only one toilet in each. So it's pretty easy to keep it clean, but that's the thing. Clean bathrooms. I mean, clean, cleanliness, clean restaurant goes a long way mm-hmm. and so we just want to have good food but we know not everybody's going to like our food but if we give them a great experience yeah. they will come back you know and if you don't like mustard and if, it's, and if it's heavy mustard heavy-ish on the mustard that's also too i thought but also two people probably have had stuff with mustard in it not realizing it yeah, but if they're oh, told they, there's mustard they're like i hate it now it's, yeah. oh yeah and that, if you ask me my, my least favorite condiment in the world i hate it is mayonnaise can't stand it <laughs> that's funny but my potato salad has mayonnaise. My coleslaw has mayonnaise. We do uh, elotes as well. Um, so that's yeah. mayonnaise in it. So there's some heavy, and I just, and my wife will always makes fun of me in, in tuna fish, you put a little mayonnaise in it. It's just a, uh, it's a binding. It, is, yeah. all, it just binds stick it together. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to touch it. It just binds stuff. It just holds things together. So you'll eat stuff with mayonnaise in it. But oh, absolutely. But just yeah. straight mayonnaise, no, I won't touch it. Can't stand it. If it gets on my hand, I can't stand it. I'll go wash <laughs> my hands. I can't stand it. Isn't that it. funny? Humans are the funniest thing. It's, we it's, are. It's, it's, it's so wild. And it's so weird. I know nothing's wrong with it. It just it just weirds me out. Mayonnaise mm-hmm. weirds me out. Can't stand it. Or yeah. Miracle Whip or anything else. It's not it's Miracle Whip for me. I like mayonnaise. I I love it, to be honest. But it, but Miracle Whip is too sweet. It's a weird taste. To me, it's, it's a different taste. There's something yeah. 
<laughs> but yes. people who've grown up on it will probably love it. I'm sure. Absolutely. Like yeah, my wife has that. You know, she grew up eating mayonnaise, uh, miracle sandwiches. And then she went to a babysitter. She said, ask for one. She's like, what is a sandwich? Come to find out it was a mayonnaise sandwich. And so it was totally different. To I, me, I, had, I, had, <laughs> I had heard someone say they grew up on eating like, oh, I guess maybe it's for treats. They'd have a sandwich just with a ice with a chocolate ice cream. <laughs> so it was two pieces of bread with chocolate ice cream. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> sounds pretty awful, but you know, maybe it's good. I don't oh, know. Wow. <laughs> that sounds really cold to bite into. <laughs> sounds like it would fall apart. I think it's a, yeah. a quick sandwich, <laughs> like a so half. Maybe. Exactly. So we have, and of course, we have mac and cheese every day. We do oh, you do have it. Okay, cool. Absolutely, mac and cheese. And then um, right after, I guess it had been 2021, January, you know, that's when everybody knew it was resolutions. Hey, do you have anything keto sides, all this stuff? And so that's when we added collard greens and um, um, roasted squash and zucchini. Oh. And so we make all that, we make all of our sides in house. And so with the collard greens, it is at the time, it worked out great. I could not find um, ham hock at the grocery store. And I didn't want to buy a case of them from a food provider. Yeah. I would, they would just go bad before I got to do it. I was like, well, I have this chunk of smoked brisket right here. Let's just throw that in there. Let's see how it turns out. And it turns out great. That sounds like that. I never, no one's ever told me they've done that, but that makes a lot yeah. of sense. It's on the fattier side of the brisket, little on the bark side. It has all that richness in it. Yeah, because that's all you're control. trying to do is impart other flavors. Yeah, yeah, that's right. a great idea. Because the ham hock smoked, so this is a smoked meat, and so we just threw that in there, and that's how we've done ever ever since. And just some uh, brisket greens. So you always have collards then. Always have collards. Oh, cool. That's cool. Um, we have every side every single day, except for when we get busy. Oh shoot, I forgot to make this. You know that happens. That happens sometimes. Yeah, and we're like, why don't you have this? Honestly, I just forgot to make it. <laughs> I thought that you were about to say, oh, shoot, I'm getting a call. I thought, I thought no, you were no, it was, oh, we just got busy and totally forgot to make it. And that's happens, the thing. Yeah. It happens. And I think that also shows we're not just opening up a can of something and throwing it in the pot. Yeah. You know, it, we, we make it as fresh as we can. And so those are the sides we have. And of those squash and zucchini is by far the most popular mm -hmm. side. Really? It, absolutely. It's just That's different. Good. It's good. Uh, again, I use, if I don't, if, if I'm using a rub, I don't make in house. It's, mm -hmm. it's from, from Lane's barbecue in Georgia. Okay. Um, I know, I know Ryan Lane met him. We just connected and I just, mm -hmm. I like supporting other people. I know, yeah. you know, and so uh, I use a Fiesta rub that he has. It, it's really good on the squash. Huh. And, you know, it's olive oil, that little seasoning in the oven for a little bit. And it's good to go. Wow. And so That's... those are the sides that we make our sauce. Well, the sauce was the last thing I made for the restaurant because I don't, I prefer no barbecue sauce. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a heavy tomato base, heavy sweet sauce. We make that in house. Talk to some different people about getting it co-packed, stuff like that, mm -hmm. just to save time. But we don't really have a large demand. Oh, I wish you had your sauce mm. um, to buy, you know. I'll package up in a little 16 ounce package and they can take it home. Yeah. If they really want it. Yeah. They'll buy it like that. Um, but Stephen hard socks did give me some good advice that, yeah, you may not sell a lot, but when you do catering gigs, it's great to send the bottle out because they'll stay in the break room. Let's put it in the refrigerator, right. things like that. So I'm kind of re-entertaining that, that idea uh, just from a marketing standpoint. Mm -hmm. 
And he's smart about marketing, so that's cool. Absolutely. That's a good, yeah. yeah. In fact, this is his latest hat right there. It's yeah, I was going to ask brisket. you, was that his? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's his. It's Jiggly Brisket, and kind of like the old school Piggly Wiggly. So. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I think every so often I glance at it when we're talking, and I think it's Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. So it's, it's a Jiggly Brisket. So okay. uh, I need to talk thing. to him, too. I've known him forever, like online, just like, you know, not friend friends. It's like we know each other. Right. But it's, yeah, right. I would love to. I should talk yeah, to him. because. And so, uh, and that's the thing too, that it changed the mindset when we first opened every single person, I say every single, and that's a jack exaggeration, but say 90% of the people wanted lean brisket sliced as lean as possible. And so I was like, all right, that's fine. So I would sacrifice some fatty brisket. Hey, I'm gonna put this on your plate. Just try it. Just eat it. Right. Just try it. I was like, oh gosh, I don't want to, uh, that's so gross. I can't do that. And now that's probably 50-50 now on the ordering. Half fatty, half lean. Oh, nice. So you've indoctrinated people to that. Yeah, because you know, you know how it is if you grow up, you know, cook a brisket, mm-hmm. you don't trim it right, you don't cook it all the way, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with a big old chunk of fat. Mm-hmm. That's non-rendered. That's not pleasant to eat. But when and done it, right. Yeah, it's the best. It's beef butter. It's great. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. But in the old days... People would cut and they would just slice. I've seen videos of guys just cutting the fat completely off and then, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And or they they would do zero trim before smoking, and that might be what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. they pull it out, they cut all the seasoning off, yeah. they cut all the fat cap off, uh-huh. and all you're left with is just some, you know, yeah, that's exactly what I saw. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of what Stacy's did. You know, that the long time makes sense. Here. That's kind of what, what they did. It was kind of an old school method. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what people wanted. Yeah. I mean, I ate it growing up. I mean, that's what I ate. You know? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't, tr- they just, yeah, they would season to stick the brisket in. And if, if they even seasoned it, some just would just yeah. pop it in. Yeah. Yeah. Which a naked brisket is the craziest thing in the world. I'm like, what in the world? You know, but hey, that's, or they, they seasoned it post. It's like, okay, that's fine. That's true, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we would. And I played around with potential different sides, but I'm pretty pretty happy with what the sides. Those sound now. delicious. That sound great. Yeah. Uh, the only other sides I do, I'll do sometimes uh, when I make boudin, I'll have some reserve left over, and that makes a great side just by itself. Just because that's how sometimes people eat boudin anyway. They just cut the casing. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so grow, put that on a little cracker. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Great. Yeah. But it's uh, so I'll sometimes have that out there just for people. Uh, to do um but yeah i think that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about yeah that's that's all of our sides we have and then dessert sandwiches wise. oh yeah sandwiches, sandwiches. Talking, yeah yeah the sandwiches your typical you know brisket sandwich chopped or sliced full mm. pork turkey sausage you can get any of the sausages on a sandwich um when i have it um it'll probably come back later this fall i call it a law dog because a lot of the you know the local sheriffs and uh, detectives and police agency comes in I grew up with some of them so one of them has a sandwich. it's a law dog it's our regular uh, beef link in a nice brioche hot dog bun topped with brisket uh, it's it's really really good that sounds really so, good it's so interesting I've never heard it that way <laughs> yeah it's just a it's just a sausage on a hot dog bun it's the best hot dog you ever eat you know kind of yeah. like that with brisket on top of yeah, it yeah it's perfect know? yeah it's great especially in the fall when I have brisket chili Put that on there plus a brisket it's like perfect yeah i was gonna ask if you had chili in the fall i, I assumed you do yeah 
Yeah, for the fall with us, would probably be like December. That's when the fall kind of hits here, you know, when it gets cold <laughs> enough. You know, after second summer, uh, then you'll after second summer, exactly. We're, today was pretty, you know, another second summer. Here today. Yeah. Um, and the other sandwiches, you know, it's kind of taking those same ingredients and in, in making into a sandwich. Mm. You know, like I said, it's named after somebody, but it's your basic. You know, we have one sandwich. It's ribs and brisket chopped together. You know, mm. that's kind of what the fireman wanted. Um, his name's Scott Starkey. He actually, his, you know, a lot of firemen have a second job. His second job is actually building uh, pits and uh, oh, really? different things like that. Yeah, in fact, uh, Cade Mercer over at CM Smokehouse, he got a Santa Maria from him. Did so he? it's great having a local guy here that does stuff like that, yeah. Um, and so he kind of moonlights as a as he makes pits. That's and, cool. That's real stuff like that. So it's great. So that's his sandwich there. The, the, the sausage and brisket together. Yeah. My pastor has one. It's called the Preacher Man. It's great. It's sliced <laughs> turkey and brisket. Fatty brisket with sliced turkey. That's probably my uh, favorite sandwich up there. It's really, really good. So good. In fact, turkey is probably becoming our second most popular meat. That's That makes me happy because good turkey at a barbecue place is just lights out. And it, it, ours is um, put a little olive oil, salt and pepper, and rosemary. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's cool. And then uh, the others that are... You know, some of my friends have a sandwich. He's he's a local friend of mine. He's a Marine. It's called a Devil Dog. You know, it's kind of what the Marine's nickname is, the Devil Dog. So it's mm-hmm. just chopped brisket with some jalapenos in it, topped with coleslaw with spicy or spicy sauce. Because, yeah, that's we do two different kinds of sauces, a regular sweet oh, sauce and a spicy sauce, yeah. It's, not, it's spicy, and that's all subjective. You know, it's our sweet sauce. We just kick it up with cayenne and black pepper. You know, guys, a little different. But that's nice to have all those sandwiches because it number one, it makes people feel good. Like it's fun to have a sandwich yeah. named after yourself. But also, it it gives people ideas because it seems like a lot of times people come places and they, their brain goes blank and they don't they forget how to order. They forget what they oh sounds every, good. Every day that happens, they're like I I don't know what or just give me a brisket sandwich. That's all I want because they get so. Yeah. Um, another sandwich. It's really fun. It's uh, a buddy of mine. His name's Adam. His nickname growing up was Fatum because he was fat. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. And it's a sandwich. It's got brisket topped with mac and cheese, topped with pulled pork, topped with coleslaw, topped with sausage. It's called a Fatum. <laughs> how and much so you sell that thing for? It's a, it's, it, it's be surprising how people get that. <laughs> and so uh, that's one of the ones, uh, every time we sell one of those, a dollar goes to a charity. Um, yeah okay what's the current price for that like it's like because people oh it's like i think it's like 18 dollars something like that yeah that's a lot of food for it's basically it's a it's a three it's a three meat three meat plate (laughs) with two sides smashed between the buns we have this this long uh skewer we put through it just to hold it what kind of bun is it it the same sandwich just the same same (laughs) sandwich one yeah we use regular um local um Local break bakery sunbeam bakery yeah. bun just right there. You know, do you have do you have a photo of that? Yeah, I'll have a photo of that. I'll send that to you. Yeah, I was like, I've, send me photos of all the, anything you want. Yeah, yeah. I was saying it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's and people are like that. What in the world is that? <laughs> yeah, and so it, it's a pretty impressive sandwich. So I have some like shop rags with my logo on it. So if you order that, you get a shop rag because it's <laughs> it's just it's it's intense. Yeah. Um, another sandwich that's really good. It's really popular. It's called the Harmel. Um, it's kind of based off my local insurance agent, heavy supporter of mine, and it is brisket with three jalapenos chopped up in it, spicy sauce, and the jalapeno cheddar sausage. It's just a play off his name. His last name is Harmel, but it's 
parentheses harm like it's harmful to eat kind of yeah, yeah. because it, it's spicy it's spicy yes. <laughs> again the spice is subjective some you know we're close to louisiana so spice is kind of in a lot of latino culture here as well so mm. spices yeah that's a you, you know, know it's your everyday food for a lot of people yeah. everyday food yeah it's like oh this is this is cold. Let me give, give me yeah. something else. I'll like I'll, I'll see people eating certain things. And I'm like, you're eating that during lunch. Like, good for you. Like, that's I, yeah. I, I might be killed if I die. Like, it would like you know, there's certain I love spicy food, but it's just there's certain things I eat at my leisure at home or something. But it's so how we I wanted to ask you before right. I forget, how far are you from Louisiana? Oh, hour and a half, roughly. Hour, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what, it looked about an hour and a half. Okay. Hour and a half. Hour and forty-five minutes depends on uh, what route you take and how fast you go. So that's all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's Shreveport's about two hours, but that's a little bit further into the border, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay, I was just, just curious. Uh, this is what people course, can kind of get their mind. This is for complication. North Louisiana is not the same as South Louisiana, so okay. you have to know there's a huge distinction, and they will tell you that as well. And why like is that? Cajun, Cajun country, spicy food. That's Southern Louisiana. Yeah, okay. you know, there's like uh, everything north of Alexandria, I twenty. That's that's. That's called North LA. You know, like you have uh, North Cal, No Cal, and SoCal. Yeah. That's kind of a different. different oh, that's just oh, so similar like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So just don't don't just assume because everybody's Louisiana, it's going to be the same. So are they are they places. considered Yankees like up there? Are they um, probably or probably just some uh, South Louisiana people? They are. <laughs> I, mean, I imagine so. Yeah. Um, it's but, interesting how that could happen too. That's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of our menu. We have another thing too. It's a common thing. I just call it a pit master lie because one day I got hungry and put some mac and cheese. That's what we had left for the end of the day, a little mac and cheese and some brisket on top of it. And so we do that. So the menu, that's pretty popular as well. Yeah, it's always good. So it's, it, it's like two big scoops of mac and cheese with a half pound of brisket on top of it. And so filling. I mean, that's so it's why not? It's great. But we now we have a mini master, which so many people, it's just half the size, half the, you know, not half the price, but just half the size. Yeah. So that's pretty popular as well. Yeah, because it's, you know, that's a lot for some people to have. Like, it's a lot of carb and, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. It's like a, uh, it's like a barbecue joint's hamburger helper. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's, it's pretty much what it is. It's do you guys have, do you have desserts too? Or is it... We have desserts. We used to, this is a funny story. When we first opened the life and I were like, man, we're going to make a new dessert every single day. We're going to come home, make this new dessert. We're like, we're crazy. What are we talking about? So we, uh, she would make a banana pudding and then we'd have that. And then it was like, this is, and this, so we, we was going to do a cake one day. We're going to do a pie one day. We tried all these different recipes and it turned out great. It was like, just not really taking consideration. Why are we doing this? Why are our times the way they are? That's another thing is cause we love our family. Family is huge for us. Yeah. We want, you know, at the time, um, my, my daughter's now 15. Uh, my son is 11. So he, take three years off of that that's how yeah. old they were they're it's prime age they need us you know yeah they're important and so that's what i tell people at the beginning is like why do you close so early well i want to go see my family yeah which and is like and that's one thing that's great about what m&m does with their smokers what jnr does it allows us you know i was in my 40s when i started this you know and so this is not like i'm a young buck and have all this energy <laughs> i have a family yeah I want to see my mm-hmm. and so going those routes of those smokers allows me to do that. And yeah. so um, not realizing, okay, if we do this, we're not, we're kind of going against what we wanted to do is ha- having family time, spending mm-hmm. that time. 
So we just then put banana pudding to uh, just Saturdays only. That was kind of like the special. So people would come in. Some people come in. I just want banana pudding. That's all I want. Oh, really? <laughs> Absolutely. That's what they would do. But then last year, you know, post COVID, there were some crazy price spikes and some ingredients, you know, and then it just got, wasn't worth making it. I still offer it for catering opportunities. People can say, hey, can I get a, I want to order this for a birthday cake. Just, just see yeah. of that. Absolutely. We'll do that. So people know we have that, mm -hmm. but you may have seen some of my post, I guess maybe now a month and a half now. Um, so Brian over at Sunbird, they had this, it was a cheesecake. And then mm -hmm. somebody tagged me. She said, Hey, is there anybody else in the barbecue restaurant world locally that wants to do some cheesecakes? And so they tagged, so I, I'm not sure who tagged me now. Um, oh, was it a, a buddy? My name is Shorty Jackson. He actually does barbecue as well. Kind yeah. of, he's a local barbecue guy. He was recently on uh, uh, some network, like the country network. Barbecue oh. competition and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Like Hass Hassle Beef. I don't know if you've heard of Hassle Beef. It's mm -hmm. a local thing. They do they do a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's they're they're locally as well, so it's great. They'll come in and eat as well. So oh, cool. He tagged me to hey, they talk to JW's Barbecue, and so I'd reached out to. It's called Danish Cheesecake. They're in Gilmer, Texas, which is if you're not familiar, say low close to Longview. Kind okay. Of that area. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that rate, yeah about an hour from here. And so she makes his maple bourbon cheesecake that um, then we put our brisket on top of it and it's crazy good. Oh yes. I saw that. Okay. Yes. I was wondering what that was. Okay. Yes, that's what that is. So she makes the cheesecake. It's a maple bourbon cheesecake. It was made with another more well-known Canadian uh, bourbon uh, with a hmm. crown on it. Um, but yeah, now there's a, there's a there's a local distillery in Palestine. I go to uh, I go to church. I'm good friends with them. Mm -hmm. That she's now using a local distilled oh, nice. Texas bourbon. So that's fully Texas. Yeah, yeah. Texas made. So it's great. Uh, she has some other cheesecakes. I've rotated those around. Does she do but, that chocolate? That chocolate is that hers? Yes, that that's the that other one. Really as well. good. I'll put a that is that. Texas, that's awesome. the Texas cheat cake cheesecake. Oh. And though that is now our those are the two we offer all the time. I was going to share that photo just on its own because it looks like it is. It's looks so good. <laughs> looks it's so good. I got hungry looking it, at it. It's got the traditional Texas sheet cake, cheesecake layered with the fudge and pecan. It is oh, it's yeah. really, really, really good. Yeah. The maple bourbon is out there. It's good. You wouldn't think it goes together, but it's got the brisket. No, it sounds like it. It's great. It's perfect for what we do. Yeah. But the Texas sheet cake is by far my favorite. It's, wow. it's really good. So you have those on board. Often? Okay. They're, cool. on, they're on the sandwich board outside. So as people see it, kind of, I'll put it there so people kind of watch and read. It's like, what is that? Oh, cool. So they come okay. in, is that a meal? It's like, if you want it to be, it can be you a meal. Make sure. it one. You, yeah, definitely. You can, we can make it one. Sure. So well, well, I, like, holy, holy cow. I wanted to wrap this up because I wanted sure. to at least talk. Can you talk a little bit about, because I know your faith is intertwined in this mm -hmm. and how important that is to what you're doing. You've kind of, touched on it throughout but yeah absolutely so yeah that's that's what it is people ask me i can talk about jesus my family and barbecue that's what i talk about and that says who we are so where that comes into play is here is it's kind of the chick-fil-a model and if you've ever seen their video they do where everyone has a story mm -hmm. every it's a great video if you've never seen it, it's a great a long time ago i think i saw it yeah you type in chick-fil-a yeah. everybody has a story okay whereas you have no idea what per, that person's going through when they walk in your door Mm -hmm. 
they were created with dignity. They were created in God's image. Uh-huh. You treat people like that. It doesn't matter how they don't care that five of your briskets are messed up. They don't care. They do, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's going on. You've, you messed up a cook. You forgot to cook the greens that day, whatever. When, the, when 11 o'clock opens up, it's, it's showtime. It's, it's on go. So you try, you, you do your best to treat every single person with dignity and respect. And it doesn't matter what's happening around that person I'm dealing with is the most important person. Yeah. That's, that's important. And that's great. That is, that's a great way. It's a great way to live in general, but especially for a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're, 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 we're in the people business. We just mm-hmm. happen to use barbecue. Like the vehicle is barbecue as opposed Absolutely. to something else, but it's. And then try, trying to help out in the city, you know, trying to help out, you know, in different ways we can, you know, I love that. That's important. Thing. Cause it's in my city I grew up in. I love my city. You know, it's, it's where, it's where I'm from. And, and so, it's nice that you, uh, it's like a full circle thing that you came back and now you're supplying, you're nourishing your city, so to speak in different ways. And I think that, I think it's a great story. And I, I, I like your food got me at first. Like that's what I first saw. Then I started learning more about your story. And that was why I really wanted to talk to you. And I'm glad we, you know, with all the bumps and and whatever, we got this done, but I'm really happy. Yeah. And I can't wait to visit and, you're the kind of barbecue joint that I want to highlight on the show. And you're also the kind of place that I want to visit. I can't wait till I'm able sure to visit and yeah, I can come multiple times. You have lots of different things. It's a, you have a fun menu and it's right. And, and I can't wait for you to come visit. That's the thing I love about doing this. Cause I'll, I'll ask every single person every day. It's like, Hey, where are you from? And they'll tell me where they're from. Like a guy today, he's from spring, Texas. I say, Hey, have you ever talked? Have you, uh, have you visited Rosemar barbecue yet? I don't even know where that place is. I've never heard of it before. And it blows my mind yeah. that local people don't know their local joints. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, I'm, a, I'm sure you heard this before. We're so appreciative of what you do because it helps us Thank know you. who other people are and gets us known. It, it's great because we can then reference people. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, like just, just cueing, you know, yeah. like in Cincinnati, people travel and like, I now have a place I know I can tell somebody to go to who absolutely from that area. Like guy today was from Kentucky. Well, where he's from in Kentucky is a lot closer to Cincinnati than he is here. Mm-hmm. So hey, go go up to Jessica yeah. and go try them out. You know? Yeah, it's like so I it's didn't. Great. Yeah, and I, I don't even think Daniel's even been there. I'm like, this is just a place that should be highlighted because you could tell by how passionate, how much he cared. He had similar like philosophy to you. It was like very important to to nurture his customers as well as his employees, and also to you know his community was important. So yeah, that's right. I you know my favorite thing doing this is when someone comes back and says, "I live like twenty minutes away. I had no idea that place existed," and that makes me happy yeah. because I'm just guy working out of California at the moment and trying to spread barbecue love. So right, and that's it. And that's what I always want people to know where their local barbecue joint is. Yeah, like, it's important. Because they're not they may never come back to Jacksonville. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And they may come back. They may remember us. But go support your local yeah. barbecue joint. That's what you're supposed to do. And I yeah. think it's my job as somebody in the business to find out as many places I can when people do travel. I hey, can. go see this joint. Hey, there's yeah. a place there. Because people from Southern California all the time is like, hey, have you gone to Moosecraft? Have you gone to Heritage? Have you yeah. gone to other places? Or there's some people where you're from Idaho I can't help you. I don't know. Anything. Yeah. You I don't know, know yet, sorry. but I do. So soon, I hope. Yeah. So, like, I'm sorry. I can't help yeah, you. Boise, I don't uh, have, a, have somebody on my list yet. But I think that, I do think that Ministers of Smoke, I think Joe did go to someplace in Idaho. Hellfire? Yeah. Maybe Hellfire. Maybe so, yeah. 
uh, I mean, I think something like that. Kind of the you opposite. Know, like, like, <laughs> like the, the name is opposite kind of what, what you guys are doing. Right. But it's like, but I, I don't think it's a hell of fire. I think it's just talking about the fires itself. But uh, right. Interesting. Yeah, so I think it, I think it's sad. Yeah. I don't know. So that that's 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 the fun part is like getting people to recognize, hey, there's other places. You mm-hmm. go, go, yeah. See, you go support, you know, because we all need it. Like I said, we, you know, we all need that support, even yeah. if it's. If you don't like barbecue, go support the local restaurant that you do like. Yeah. So great to meet you in person. Yeah, so great to, to talk to you. Meet you. Absolutely. 